0: You are Locked On the NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, hello, hello. How is everyone this wonderful Sunday evening? Strange week. You know, we got Super Bowl coming up and obviously this weekend shows is going to be really dedicated to the big game, of course. Um so I had a little extra free time, and I haven't talked, and usually I'm, I'm getting pretty used to talking to you guys on Sunday night, so uh, a lot to discuss. We have not done Twitter questions as much of late, so I've gotten a ton of responses, this will probably end up being two shows worth of Twitter questions that I'm going to sprinkle in throughout the throughout the week of Locked On NFL podcasting, and that's where you've reached. You know, I'm Matt Williamson. took me a little while to tell you that. I think some of you know, but we got so many new people here that you to spread the word. You know, we are... The, uh, the the national NFL flagship for the Locked On Podcast Network. That brings you your team every day. And we are the number one local sports daily podcast network in the whole world. And a big thing we've been pushing is the smart speaker technology. That if you have a smart speaker, just tell it, play podcast. Locked On NFL. That's something you got to do. Um, got new sponsors. I mean, we got a lot going on here. But I'm going to dig right into some of these questions. And Tom George asked me, is the Wentz issue more fodder for fans and reporters, or, or will it have an impact on the locker room and on the field? Um, I don't have any inside sources here. I have not heard anyone that I trust come out and say that it's really an issue. I t- and to be honest, one of the reasons I'm so smitten and so impressed with Wentz is his character, makeup, work ethic, all those things. Many people I trust have raved about that for years um, so my hunch is this is very, very much a do about nothing. Maybe it's someone that they wants them to keep fools, and I mean that whole conversation to me is bonkers. so I would not be i would not look into this at all i I don't think it's a story. I'm not treating it like it's a big story at all. I got no reservations about Carson Wentz, that's for sure um Lenny asked me. Would you swap Teddy for Big Ben right now? You know, considering the long term, their age, all those type of things. Uh, No, Um, I get a lot of heat around here that I'm a little too rough on Ben. And, you know, just a year ago, I did my top 10 quarterbacks and Ben was ninth, I think, ninth or 10th. And people were too rough on me. And I think that's where he is. I mean, I think I could come up with nine or 10 quarterbacks that I prefer to him. But Teddy's not close to being one of them, to be honest with you. Um, I didn't. I wasn't the biggest Bridgewater fan coming out, or even in his quote best days in Minnesota. So no, I mean to me Ben for two or three years. It looks like they're going to extend him here very soon. I would think you'll get at least two more years out of him at a high level, not an elite level. Um, maybe a little more running game too around him, as opposed to Bridgewater, who to me is more the stopgap guy. Um, You know, he's probably not a long-term answer. I think he's, you know, closer to... I don't want to say Matt Shaw, but Andy Dalton, those type of things. And, And John James Wilkins asked me, you know, will Teddy have a starting quarterback job this year? If yes, where do you think he goes? I'm hoping Miami. And to me, that would be a real good fit. I do think he will have some traits that you know, some not Brady-like traits, but Patriot-like traits that the new staff will like about him. You know, smart, nowhere to go with the football. He's from that area of the country. That would make perfect sense to me. I don't think Tannehill will be back in Miami. So I like that fit. But again, if... I mean, if, if that's my answer, it's not the answer to me. I mean, it's an option... It's another card in my hand, but I'm not laying down the flush and say, boy, I got this thing figured out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still looking at the draft. I'm absolutely not just going to say, Teddy, you're the guy. Can't help you there. I mean, so, or, you know, the, the, you, you're you the man. I got nothing else for, you know, you have no competition. I think that would be very foolhardy. And really, that's the case with a lot of these guys. You know, Foles, Flacco. Bortles, you know, some of these dudes that could be changing teams to me are all kind of the same, Bortles being the worst of the group. Um, so, there's that. We'll be talking a lot about this quarterback movement. I do think there will be some. Bruce Matson asked me, waffles or pancakes? I think that's an easy one, pancakes, but I would put French toast first. And, in fact, I went back to my favorite Tom's Diner today in Dormont, PA. Got myself a gyro omelet with, uh, threw in a little extra uh greek olives in there too with the gyro you know so it's, oh, it's so good my favorite breakfast of all time but i don't get there because it's not close to where i live now or as close and my daughter had pancakes and i finished those too, as well but i would prefer those to the waffle and i would say that uh, french toast has to be number one on that list so um let me tell you about i think i've told you this before though all i listen to are podcasts you know that I, of course, I download this one and but many, many more. I was mentioning that to Roflow on Friday. I probably have sixty podcasts. and there's a like Game of Thrones one. there's Walking Dead. I'm in the middle of a true detective one. So occasionally I'll do a show that I'm into. Just finished uh haunting of Hill House, but fifty five of the sixty give or take or you know eighty five percent probably of the ones I download are football related. But there's another one I want to recommend to you guys. And it's called That's Gold. And I think you're going to... If you like this show, I really think you're going to love That's Gold with Steve Heitner. And you may know that Steve... if You are <laughs> you may know Steve if you're a Seinfeld fan. And Jerry's an annoying comedian friend, Kenny Banya. Who coined the term. That's Gold, Jerry. So that's the kind of stuff you're getting. Which is pretty funny. So on That's Gold, Steve is joined by co-host Rich Johnson... Talk about everything guys love, sports, sports betting, movies, comedies, food, drink, music, Vegas, and more in five days a week. It's like having conversations with your buddy at a bar, much like I talk to you guys here at my bar, belly up to my bar. A bar where famous guests often show up and shoot the breeze, too. That doesn't happen as much on my show. But check out That's Gold with Steve Heitner on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts as you get this one, the Locked On NFL Network, and Do me a favor and go give both of us a nice review on iTunes while you're at it. The Atheist Mission asked me, please gaze into your crystal ball and tell me how the Bills Josh Allen is doing three years from now. I'm optimistic, and I wasn't. I didn't like the pick. I didn't like him coming out of Wyoming. I did like everything I hear, that one tweet aside, about his character and work ethic and people love him. But I just didn't like his faults and it was a lack of accuracy and flying by the seat of his pants. And I think that he there's a lot of Cam Newton to him, good and bad. But I also thought he did a lot more with a lot less than I expected in his rookie season too. So I think his rookie season was a raging success without much around him at all. I'm going to hold out judgment on this answer because I want to see you know, now that they've got the quarterback, I want to see this offseason in particular how they build around them. They're going to build around them, but what's their approach? Is it linemen? Is it deep receivers? Is it big receivers? Is it Kelvin Benjamin, Devin Funches, big catching radius guys? Is it um, a McCaffrey-like back? Obviously, I have a Carolina spin on this. Or is it DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel-type guys? I hope they don't get the big plotting receivers, and say, you know, like the Carolina mistake, basically. But I like what I've seen. He's shown more poise than I expected, a little bit better accuracy than I expected. The tools are insane. I mean, the running, the size, the arm. Oh, my God, the arm. And, and uh, those aren't the best things to have, but they're awful nice. Uh, he's impressive, and I do think he will be a success if I have to pick... Yay or nay on him? I'm going to say yay, and I, th- I think that front office knows what they're doing too in Buffalo. Um, Mike Hart asked me on the the Raiders rebuild. Well, we talked about this a lot. I, I think Gruden and company misjudged what he was inheriting. That they went out and signed a bunch of old dudes, and they really shouldn't have. You know that that the free agency class of last year was a wasted resource. They thought they were closer than they were. He gets his hands on these dudes and is like, man, this is a bad group. We're not going to win games with these guys. And therefore, you dump Cooper, you dump Mac, and you totally rebuild. And contrary to his Monday Night Football persona, I very much have been told that Gruden, there aren't many players he likes. (laughs) You know, I mean, he loves everybody on TV, but when he gets his hands on them, especially inheriting guys, he doesn't like them. And I don't think he disliked Cooper, and I'm sure he didn't dislike Mac. And I also think that when they made that deal, they didn't expect the Bears to pick so late in the first round and Dallas to make the playoffs that they would be earlier picks. And you could build a team in your likeness and with all the job security in the world, which is a huge key here. You know, a, a coach on the hot seat couldn't pull this off. And in the end, I think... And I don't care who they pick. I mean, just in terms of what the value of the pick is today, I think Dallas and certainly Chicago got the better end of those deals. But it's fun. I mean, I think the car is their quarterback. I think the interior of the O-line is pretty well set, although the O-line had a bad season. They drafted tackles. So I would hope they would get better. So now you look at the offense and think, okay, now it's window dressing time. You know, let's build skill. Let's sign and draft skill, you know, and I think that will be fun and a, and a good position to be in, really, and more than just fun. I also think the defense is awfully bad, though, you know, that it's going to take, even if this is the greatest off season in history, they're not going to be able to rebuild a defense, you know, quickly enough. But I also think that Gruden's a better coach than, you know, the laughingstock people thought he was to begin the season. And I think that his guys were playing very hard to end the year, and they pulled off some upsets and did some better things than many want to recognize, so I think that's promising. So I bet he's found a dozen guys that aren't household names along with, like, the Gary and Conleys and people like that that he likes now and he thinks he can build around, so I think that's promising. But it's a long way to go, guys. I mean, Mike, it's, it's a long way to go. There just is very little defensive talent. And, again, it'll be fun in a very good defensive draft. And I watched a lot of Senior Bowls this week that to have all those picks to just keep grabbing. Oh, take another, another edge rusher. Oh, take another corner. Oh, linebacker can run? Sure, we'll take that. You know, so they're not in the worst position ever. And, and I am curious, too, to take your question another another step does do do free agents want to go there or is that going to be the team that I'm negotiating with two and while the Raiders give me this, all right, we'll give you close to that. All right, I'm going there. You know how you kind of like use the, the the one team to get leverage on the team you really want to go to the players want to play in Vegas. You know I mean? I don't know. I don't know that answer, but I kind of lean towards it not being a great destination Maybe a certain kind of player and sort of a renegade-type Al Davis player would love to play in Vegas. But the 32-year-old family man with six kids, does he want to go to Vegas? I bet not. Um, CD & Company asked me, Does the Pats' defense improve if it has Matt Patricia? We're still the DC. Uh, I thought Patricia did a really good job. And I think he's very good defensive mind. But that's Belichick, man. I mean... The track record of Belichick's too strong for me to suggest that they would have been better off with Patricia or worse off with Patricia or anything like that. Um, so I, I don't know that that moves the needle. And that seems like a slight to what Patricia is, and he moved up to a head coach. But in a way, it, it kind of is. It's, it's more of just a compliment to the big guy, to Belichick. So there you have that. All right, folks, I want to tell you about a new sponsor to the show, but one I've been familiar with for quite a while there, NFL Nation, and that is Low K.E. So you need a little extra swag for game day, get it, you know, for the Super Bowl coming up. Low K.E. has your back with a brand new game day collection. If you haven't heard that name before, well, now you have. This company is amazing. And me personally, I've been rocking their bracelets for a few years now, as was my wife. And It's a bracelet with an amazing message and also supports incredible causes. The low bracelet comes in your team's colors, you know, if you want black and gold, whatever, your choice, you know, and holds water from Mount Everest, the highest point on Earth, and mud from the Dead Sea, the lowest point on Earth. It's a daily reminder to stay balanced during life's highs and lows. Pretty cool. <coughs> And no joke, I've been wearing the same one on my wrist now for over three years, as has my wife. We both picked these up a while back. It's an awesome message, which personally helps me you know, focus on the good and challenging times of my life. Since Low K.E. is friends of the show and they are offering you an exclusive discount of 25% off all Game Day collection bracelets... You got to do it. You know, guys, trust me. I've been a fan of theirs for years. This is the best deal. So use my promo code LOCKEDON25, all one word, 25, when checking out. And boom, you can thank me later, man. So go to L-O-K-A-I.com. Use our promo code LOCKEDON25. Again, that's L-O-K-A-I.com with my promo code LOCKEDON25 to take advantage of this outstanding deal. All right, we're going to wrap this up with a couple more questions. And you guys really flooded me with good ones. So again, I'm going to get back to you maybe even tomorrow, Monday, uh, with another Twitter show. I'm also going to, one thing for tomorrow that's going on is I'm going to do a joint show with Locked On Rams and really dig into the Rams in specific and phase one of our uh, Super Bowl breakdowns for the week. But the rest of the schedule is the same as usual. Sage on Tuesday, uh, Renner on Wednesday, Sando on Thursday, then heading to my bookie on Friday to pick games. So there you have it, pick the game. Um, Kyle Woodward asked me, well, he doesn't quite phrase this right, but uh, do I think the – here's what he's asking basically in a nutshell. Are the Bengals – they think we're moving on from Dalton and Green. I'd be okay moving on from Dalton. Uh, you guys know I'm not a Dalton fan or believer, but I've also probably sold him a little short too. Like I mentioned, the Bridgewater-Flacco tier, and me, Dalton's the king of that tier. And I'm going to operate under the assumption that Zach Taylor is going to take over the Bengals, and I think Bengals fans should be a little bit excited about that because. They're gonna live if if the Rams have taught us anything, they're gonna live in three receiver sets. And I'm not saying Dalton is golf, but Taylor, the new coach, should help Dalton tremendously, much as McVeigh has helped Goff tremendously. I think Mixon, with all respect to Gurley, can absolutely play that role and excel and, and be the man. And I want Mixon on my fantasy team next year. I'll tell you that right now. I look at John Ross, and maybe this is optimistic, but uh, he could be my Brandon Cooks. You know, a lot of jet action, you know, sweeps, deep balls. Cooks is better and far more reliable. But Ross was a first-round pick, and they need a field stretcher, and this guy runs a 4-2. So, I mean, in a way, it's going to be put up or shut up for Ross, but I also think it's, you know, a really good opportunity for Ross. I know this is exactly what you're asking, but I do think that Dalton gets a year to be the golf, and I think he can do pretty well. I also think Tyler Boyd is your um, Woods lately, but really your Cooper Cup. You can make that, I mean, that's an easy one, right? And A.J. Green is kind of all the above the number one, a luxury they didn't have in L.A., you know, that... He'll probably play the Woods role when Cup was healthy, but he'll be the Josh Reynolds, you know, times a thousand now that Cup got hurt. So there's a pretty easy fit there to me. And I think it makes Dalton's life easier. And my hunch is, even though their defense was so bad that because of the guy they hired, I bet they add two offensive linemen. You know, I'm not saying they'll go get the Whitworth. <laughs> it's kind of funny, considering where Andrew Whitworth came from. But they might go get the Whitworth Sullivan type guy, and then draft one in the first round. And the the defense might be terrible again. But you take the Rams' approach of, or the, you know, the Bears' approach of where you you hire an offensive mind, spend that off season doing offensive things first, and then fill in the defensive side later. And you don't have to squint that hard to say Dalton has 15% more production. Mixon wins you your fantasy league. (laughs) You know, those receivers excel. And maybe, you know, you don't need much from the tight end, so you're not really doing much there. And okay, that kind of eliminates the need, make that line a little better. Um, I kind of like that. But in the meantime, your defense will probably be horrible. But I'm interested in the Bengals. I mean, I think everyone's kind of brushing them off and they're, probably the least talked about team in the AFC North, but I think they're more interesting than given credit for lately. Um, John Monger asked me this with Cam having surgery. Do you have any concern for Panther's skill position players and any concern that Cam doesn't play next year? I have a lot of concern considering his style of play. Now his advancing age. I mean, aren't we all, but this is a bad injury. I mean, I hate playing doctor on the podcast waves with you guys. But is this much different than Lux shoulder injury? I could see a year without Cam. Or, you know, we keep getting reports. Oh, is Cam thrown yet? No, haven't heard yet. What's how's minicamp going? Oh, he didn't participate. Should be okay for camp. Camp starts. Where's Cam? Oh, he'll be okay by the start of the year, but hasn't played yet. Week one rolls around. Well, maybe it's going to be another month. You know, like, this keeps getting pushed back. And we mentioned a Bridgewater, a Flacco, a Bortles. I mean, one of these guys that could be changing teams. I think Carolina should strongly consider that. You know, that uh, there's a good chance that Cam won't be ready. And again, I hate playing doctor because I could be wrong on that, but it just feels that way. And watching him play last year was worrisome to say the least that maybe it's the best thing for him in the franchise or if that shoulder is never quite the same he wasn't that accurate to begin with (laughs) you know I mean I, I mean this sounds extreme and it really is but is he done I mean is that that's not the craziest fiction story I ever wrote you know what I mean like this really worries me, and I think he's asking for a fantasy reason, and I can't really answer that except for I think McCaffrey's sort of matchup and quarterback proof. But I th- I will be shocked if they don't add somebody that's kind of trustworthy, you know. To they'll say it's just insurance for Cam, and that's how it'll be told to us for the first time. But in reality, it's gonna scream we're scared that he's not gonna be around. And I don't know the drafting one's the right move. But, I mean, I know, like, Blake Bortles is somebody we laugh about. But how would that be for, you know, insurance for the year, back up if everything goes well, get him on the cheap, run him a lot like they did Cam. I mean, he's going to end up somewhere. So, see what I'm saying there? I think you see what I'm saying there. Guys, this was a fun show. Really enjoyed it, of course. Um New sponsors, Locked On po- Podcast Network is growing, and we're already the biggest one out there. It brings you daily, every day, from all your different sources. you got to check out Locked On Patriots and Locked On Rams this week. Uh, I will be back tomorrow with some sort of Ram situation, and maybe more, and maybe another one of these. But I was just glad to get this to you on Thursday night, so or Sunday night, over and out.